On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Keep Watch Pass. Now, I have said it on It's Not That Bad a number of times before that I like a challenge every now and then. I like to watch a movie that may or may not have any good redeeming qualities and, you know, trying to find something, something. And more often than not, those films star Adam Sandler. And that's the challenge that we're doing today because we're talking about films starring Mr. Adam Sandler. And here to join me down this road, my lovely wife, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. But can I just say that nine times out of 10, I'm choosing an Adam Sandler film to watch. You know. So I'm sorry, but. They say in relationships that it's okay to have differing opinions on things. But I do love to challenge you. This is one of the biggest differing opinions of our entire marriage is how we see the films of Adam Sandler. You get geared up for it. I do not. So we already know how I feel about this. But how about you? When you when we decided, yeah, we're going to go through Adam Sandler films, I think I, I sounded like, oh, all right, we'll do the Adam Sandler films. How excited were you? Absolutely. I mean, he was my pick. So I know. I know. And, well, and why do you hate me so? Oh, well, you know. Um. <laughs> so let me explain what we are about to do begrudgingly on my part. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I am going to be so strong by the end of You'll this. You'll be like Superman. Mm-hmm. All right. We are about to go through the filmography of Adam Sandler and pick three movies a keep, a watch, and a pass. The keep is one we hold in high regard. The watch is a film that, you know what, if it's on, we'll watch it. In the pass, like most of Adam Sandler's filmography for me, is one we would just hard pass on. Am I being too harsh on this? I feel like I'm being too harsh. I think so. And I'm, I will get the Snickers as we go through this. But we're going to start with the keep film. So I'm going to start with you on this one because I'm, I'm going to need some, some energy to build up to saying I like an Adam Sandler film. But what movie is your keep film? I'm going to make this real simple for you. At least I hope so. My keep movie has a wonderful story attached to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's leave it at that. No, I picked The Wedding Singer. And little did I know, but this was a movie that I was watching on repeat. Like just any given Sunday, I would watch The Wedding Singer because I absolutely love, love, love the chemistry between Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. And this movie was just so much fun. Oh my gosh, Steve Buscemi (laughs) as, you know, the drunken other brother, whatever, in the wedding party. Oh my God, it is... Such a perfect movie. The um, the, the the appearance of uh, Billy Idol at yeah. the end of the movie. Like, so much fun. And little did I know, I mean, you know what you're doing, but uh, yeah, you know. Uh, I fell asleep one day watching The Wedding Singer and uh, woke up uh, engaged. Yeah. So literally woke up, you know, 
how dare you wake me up <laughs> middle of the night and propose and uh, and then I can't get back to sleep because I have wedding planning to do. I slept very well that night. I know. <laughs> but we had so much to do. I was I was quite upset. I had, I had a nap to do. You you had things you wanted to do. I was ready to nap. <laughs> We're so romantic here. Oh my god, it was like 6 in the morning. I'm like, we have to go get a wedding magazine. <laughs> No, wedding book. No, we need to go get coffee before we do anything. <laughs> uh, I, w- I will say that The Wedding Singer is my watch film. Okay, at least. Okay. All right. Okay. But here's the thing. The, the Wedding Singer played on everything that Adam Sandler can do very well. Like the 80s vibe to his character. Um, of course, anytime, you know, the band plays a wedding, I have that image in my head of going, give me time. Love it. Yeah, we didn't play that song, but one day, maybe one day, we'll we'll play that song. It is fun. It is a ton of fun, and it it it's well written, and it fits Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore very very well. Like that is a very good film for him, and it's my watch. It's not my keep though. I think you know what my keep is. Ooh, what you keeping? I have a. Actually, no, I'm not even going to say guilty pleasure because I'll sing this movie's praises because it's stupid fun. And every now and then the stupid hits on all the right. And, and yeah, you don't mess with the Zohan. You really don't mess with the Zohan. This film is so absurd and just so out there. And I freaking love the film. Like it makes me laugh. It does because Zohan is such an out there character. But I think more so. It's for like the appearances of of Michael Mariah Buffer Carey. and Mariah Carey, <laughs> right? Uh, and silky smooth and, and Emmanuel Tricky. And I apologize if I messed up her name. She played opposite Adam Sandler very well in this as well. It's and oh my God, John Turturro, <laughs> John Turturro's the Phantom. Oh my God, just so, just an out there performance by John Turturro and. and Every now and then you want silly. You want silly fun. I like silly fun. And you don't mess with the Zohan. Admittedly, is silly fun. It, did I just say zilly? I did mm. say zilly. <laughs> apparently, apparently, when you talk about the Zohan, everything has to be zilly. I like it. <laughs> okay, what is your watch film? You know what? You just you just raved about it. I I enjoy so much watching. I I love the zoo. I love it. I you know what? Again, I get such a kick out of that you could watch it like ten times and still get into laugh fits. Right. Um, and it's just enjoyable. So you don't mess with the Zohan is a movie that I'll watch every time. Spend it, spend it, spend it. Now take it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like the sight gags. It's infinitely quotable. Like there's there's a lot of good quotes out of this that that you know even to this day I still find myself like kind of chuckling about and that doesn't normally happen from an Adam Sandler film for me so well and on the other side of the coin I there were, were so many so many movies that I could have listed but I kept drawing back to that one yeah um I mean I really like his entire filmography so there's not a bad film i'm i'm not gonna lie i am surprised that somehow hubie halloween didn't make your watch list i mean i like to watch it but really 
okay, I know I'm going to eat these words one day, but mm-hmm. um, and between, it's, it's being recorded now, between so. the water boy and Hubie Halloween is just that Hubie Halloween is the seasonal pick. You know, it, it's, um, I mean, Big Daddy or Billy Madison, you know, um, all of these movies, I would, if, if it's on TV and, you know, I've got nothing else going on, I am stopping what I'm doing and watching any of these movies. And I'm quite happy. You know, it, it's funny. You, you mentioned some of those films and... I don't know if I'd stick around to watch it. I, I I don't know if I'd classify them as passes, but I don't know if I'd classify them as watches either. Even Happy Madison? Even, you mean Happy Gilmore. Oh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it's oh, Billy, Happy Madison, it's is Billy his... Madison and Happy Gilmore to combine is Happy Madison Productions. Productions. Exactly. Okay. So, all right. But, so, uh... so you're not wrong, but you're not right. <laughs> I love it all. All right, well... Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order 
plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Now it's time to make your very wrong pick. What's your pass film? Well, so talked about, you know, our engagement story and the importance of the wedding singer. And now full confession time. Uh, I believe it was our first date in the movie theater. We went to go see a certain movie called Punch Drunk Love. I'm going to correct you. It was not our first day in a movie theater, but it was one of our anniversary films. Because oh, it was the anniversary. It was an anniversary. So, so no. full disclaimer. It, yes, it was. was. It yes, it was. So, a my wife can't remember years. Huh? For <laughs> um, <laughs> I love well, her. It's been a good run. <laughs> if any of us is the dude in the relationship when it comes to remembering dates. She's the dude. Um, it was. It's the anniversary it's, it's an, movie. It was an anniversary, yeah. So huh. we had this tradition of on our anniversary, like going to the movie theater and just watching a film because, we, A, we like to watch films. And then one of our first dates was going to the theaters and watching a movie. And, and I can't remember. It was, it was either Fight Club or American Beauty. One of the American two. American Beauty. It was American Beauty, yes. yes. Thank it, you. Yeah. Okay. So there you go, right? All right. It was the first and now you have a podcast that's going to remind you of all this shit, you know? Frack. <laughs> it's our first anniversary movie. It, exactly. But the, I don't know if it was our first anniversary. It was, it was, it was an anniversary film. It, was it wasn't what, that good. No, it wasn't that good. I mean, the anniversary was good. I mean, I, I get the, <laughs> the quality the quality of the film. By the way, and I'm just going to say right now, it's my pass as well. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote it down and then I'm like, Ooh, is this going to be a hot button issue? And I'm yeah. no, no, you're you're it, safe. You know what? It's just Adam Sandler should not. He has no place doing serious or it was a boring script. That's the problem. See, see I'm, I'm going to argue you on one point, and I'm going to agree with you on the other point here. Okay. I think Adam Sandler does have a place in doing dramatic roles and he has proven that especially as of late especially in movies like um uh was it hidden gems or something like that but this you're right it was a boring ass script and like this is pt anderson hot off the heels of magnolia so pt anderson went from boogie nights which was a really really good film and really you know catapulted him into like stardom as a director and then there was magnolia and it was okay it was okay. And then this came out. And Adam Sandler was not the actor for that role. Adam Sandler doesn't do melancholy and ennui very well. In per, Again, personal opinion. And I don't think he fit the P.T. Anderson mold of character that he was writing. And really, P.T. Anderson's career kind of hit the skids. Not the skids, or at least took a pause, if you will, after Punch Drunk Love, at least as far as critical acclaim went. And which is a shame because he he was good at telling these multi-character arcs, especially in Boogie Nights. Like Boogie Nights is so good because he had the ability to jump between different characters and their branching storylines and then how it all kind of comes back together magnolia tried that as well it was branching out different characters different storylines so you were able to jump back and forth until you get to this culmination here it focused mostly on sandler to its detriment 
And yeah, it was, I, I remember coming out of the theater and it's like, well, it's, it's still a date. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God I wasn't the only one feeling that way. I'm like, well, this was lovely. Um, <laughs> like, like, thank God this wasn't an early date. <laughs> Things would have gone very... No, no, I no, must no. have fallen asleep. Oh, more than likely. Oh. <laughs> but no, it, it's, you know, sometimes you go to the movie theater and the movie's not that great. But it's... Still, but the company was. The company was great. There exactly, right? That's why it's always dinner and a movie. Because sometimes <laughs> you need the dinner... To make the movie seem not so bad, or at least to have like a, you know, full three course therapy session to talk about the movie afterwards because it was that bad. And and I'm sorry for people who happen to like Punch Drunk Love. I've never met anyone who likes Punch Drunk Love. Um, And if you do like it, please, I would love to know why people do like that film. I I would be really curious to know the reasoning why people would like that film. I will say from a personal standpoint, I'm glad we're not going to have to actually talk about it on the show because it has a 79% critic score. Wow. A 79% tomatometer. So clearly there's something we're missing. Maybe, maybe it is. Wow. I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Nor did I. No. And apparently we're in the minority because not only does it have a 79% tomatometer, but it has a 77% audience score. So huh. people are, people and critics are in agreement, I think, at that level. I just, and maybe, maybe for me it's because I'm not necessarily the biggest Adam Sandler fan. But I am. And I also didn't enjoy it. But there's also but the I- possibility that when you take a when you take a comedic actor and you put them into a dramatic role it's almost like you applaud the bravery for stepping out of their comfort zone you know you, you think about jim carrey doing man on the moon and you know you know coming off of films like ace ventura like you didn't expect jim carrey to turn in a a phenomenal dramatic performance and maybe people were giving adam sandler the you know the, the 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 ovation for stepping out of his comfort zone but but i mean those numbers to me are shocking i can honestly say though that it wasn't because of adam sandler that i disliked the movie i think i just generally disliked the script um any actor in that role in fact if it hadn't have been adam sandler i might have walked out of the theater you know like at least I think maybe I watched it through in, to the end, hoping for that turnaround or, or not even, not even comedically, but Adam Sandler just has such a charisma that he's so likable yet in this role, I just, I felt nothing for his character. I, I can't remember his character's name, but I just, it, it, there was no, there was none of that Sandler charisma. It, it was just flat, just, all the way through. Yeah. Barry Egan, by the way, was his character's name. But the thing for me is that you can get behind his character in The Wedding Singer. You can get behind a character 
like the Zohan who, you know, for all his abilities, it, you know, has many faults in his ability to read people and read the room. You know, you take a look at characters from like the water boy and Hubie Halloween. Um, and these are lovable losers, you know, and, and I understand that. And those, that there's a reason why those characters are, you know, not necessarily adored, but they're accepted and appreciated because people do like the lovable loser. And little Nikki, the son of Satan. Well, you the like that film. The outcasted son you, of Satan. We've talked about that film. I know, but. Uh, yeah. But I think that there's, a, there's also the reason to why a movie like The Ridiculous Six got as panned as it did because his character isn't necessarily a lovable loser in that you know, it's it's hard to connect to that character. You can feel for little Nikki. You can feel for Billy Madison. You can feel for some of these characters. And the movie tried to make you feel when it came to Punch Drunk Love, but I'm not quite sure what it tried to make you feel. But Carrie, thank you for this. And thank you for helping me get through this, this, this movies of Adam Sandler because you know, you know, that I was I was coming into this trepidatiously, but I I, I think I think I did okay. I think I did okay. I think I survived. But listeners, we want to know what movies you would have picked from the filmography of Adam Sandler. Hit us up on social media at Not That Badcast or go to our website at notthatbadcast.com. And while you're there, make sure you check out all of our other shows. It's not that bad. There can only be one in the occasional grading on a curve episode. Until next time, she's Carrie. I'm Jay. You guys are awesome. This is Keep Watch Pass. Take care. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.